Welcome to the Shepherd's Voice with Pastor Johnny Awanyo. This simple, scripturally sound preaching and teaching of the Word of God will direct you to Jesus, the Good Shepherd. Follow the Shepherd's Voice into the green pastures that God has purposed for you. There, you'll find rest for your soul and the fulfilled Christian experience you crave. God bless you as you listen. Well, hallelujah. Clap your hands once again for Jesus. Amen Amen and amen and amen. Now, Look into the face of your neighbor. Tell your neighbor, neighbor. Get ready today. God is going to prepare you for some great victories to come. How you are today is not how you will remain forever. God is changing your level now and greater things are coming your way. Tell your neighbor, I know that your life I said your life I mean your life will never never ever never, never, ever, ever be the same again give the Lord a shout hallelujah lift up your hands and let us pray thank you father for today it's a special day we are joining believers and Christians all across the world to reflect and to remember the triumphal entry of Jesus to Jerusalem which marked the beginning of what he had to do in order to work out our salvation we are grateful to you God for sending Jesus if he hadn't come where would we have been I don't know why you loved us so but today all of us join our voices together and say we are glad that you demonstrated your love unto us in that while we were yet sinners Christ came to die for us and this morning we have an opportunity to receive your word I pray in the name of Jesus that you will grant unto us understanding and insight let us receive wisdom through the ministration of your word today Anoint my lips to rightly divide the word of truth. In Jesus' mighty name, let everybody shout aloud, Amen. Amen. Shout a louder, Amen. Amen. Give Jesus another hand clap, my friends. And you may be seated. And thank you so much for being in church today. I'm seeing faces that I haven't seen in a long while. And it's good to see all of you again. It's a blessing to come into the house of God. We are grateful to God for how far he's brought us. And we are grateful to him for where he's taking us to. Can I hear an amen from somebody? Amen. Now, I'm going to preach for just a short while. 
And so I need your mind to be here. Your attention to be here. And this morning I'm going to share with you a message I've titled the triumphal entry of Jesus and what it teaches us. The triumphal entry of Jesus and what it teaches us. Triumphal is spelled T-R-I-U-M-P-H-A-L. Triumphal. So, that is actually the word to use. It is not the triumphant entry. It is the triumphal entry. And you know, if you were to search on the internet, type in triumphal entry, it is going to take you right away to the triumphal entry of Jesus into Jerusalem. Hallelujah. So you can check it out. I mean, not right now. But when you get home. Just type triumphal entry. And it will take you straight to when Jesus entered the final time to Jerusalem. Now, this should tell you and I that the triumphal entry of Jesus was a great event and a great occasion. This was actually the final time that Jesus entered Jerusalem. And soon after that, he entered into his passion. And this is soon after that, he was arrested. He was tried. He was sentenced to death. They crucified him. He died. He was buried. But the good news is that he rose again on the third day. I said he rose again on the third day. And the resurrection of Jesus is the main pillar of the Christian faith. Without his resurrection, you and I will have no hope upon which to stand. I am glad that Jesus came to die for me. But I am overly thrilled that he rose again on the third day. And I know that I have a great heritage in Christ Jesus. And because of my relationship with him, when he comes back again, I will be caught up in the air together with the saints who will be resurrected on that day. I don't know, he may come whilst I'm still alive. One may never know. But I'm looking forward to that day. Ask your neighbor, are you also looking forward to that day? Or you, dear, it is here, no, you want to stay forever. If you want to stay here, tell your neighbor, you are welcome. But I'm going to the other side. Clap your hands unto Jesus. Now, this was not the only time that Jesus entered Jerusalem. 
actually throughout his earthly ministry he entered Jerusalem on different occasions at least three times it is recorded in the Bible how Jesus went to Jerusalem but this time around it was different all the previous times that he entered Jerusalem he went in coolly without much noise without any celebration but this time around he went in with a lot of show a lot of noise a lot of celebration that is what the word triumphal suggests triumphal means celebrating or commemorating a triumph or victory. That is what the word triumphal means. It means celebrating or commemorating a triumph of or victory. And so Jesus entered into Jerusalem as a victor. And I believe that it was prophetic of the victory that he was going to win for us on the cross of Calvary. May God give you the ability to celebrate your victories even before you see them. May God give you the ability to rejoice even before you receive your breakthrough. This, ladies and gentlemen, is what demonstrates that you have faith in God. Because faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Whatever you are believing God for, whatever you are waiting to see in your life whatever blessing or breakthrough you are yet to encounter may you learn how to rejoice before you physically see can I hear your loudest amen amen hallelujah turn your bibles with me to Matthew chapter 21 Matthew 21, reading from verse number 1. The triumphal entry of Jesus and what it teaches us. I'm reading from the King James Version of the Bible. And I read. And when they drew nigh unto Jerusalem. And were come to Bethphage unto the Mount of Olives. Then sent Jesus two disciples, saying unto them, Go into the village over against you, and straightway you shall find an ass tied, and a colt with hair. Lose them, and bring them unto me. And if any man say aught unto you, ye shall say, The Lord hath need of them. And straightway he will send them. All this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet, saying, 
Tell ye the daughter of Zion. Behold. Thy king cometh unto thee. Meek. And sitting upon an ass. And a colt the foal of an ass. And the disciples went. And did as Jesus commanded them. And brought the ass. And the colt. And put on them their clothes. And they set him there on. And a very great multitude spread their garments in the way. Others cut down branches from the trees and strawed them in the way. And the multitudes that went before and that followed cried saying Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And when he was come into Jerusalem. And the city was moved. Saying who is this? And the multitude said. This is Jesus. The prophet of Nazareth of Galilee. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading of his holy word. Hallelujah. Now, today is Palm Sunday. And somebody posted on one of the platforms and was asking why it is called Palm Sunday. Is it because you are supposed to eat palm nut soup on that day? And another person suggested that are you supposed to drink palm wine on that day? So people have all kinds of ideas. It is called Palm Sunday because on that day they cut palm branches and spread them on the road for Jesus to ride on. So that is one of the basic reasons why it's called Palm Sunday. So those of you are telling yourself that today myself will come fully. As for the palm wine, I will drink beer. If you want to drink your palm wine, go ahead and drink it. But don't equate it to the triumphal entry of Jesus into Jerusalem. It doesn't have anything to do with palm wine. Neither does it have anything to do with palm nut soup. But if you get some palm nut soup, eat it well well. For the Lord is good and his mercies endure forever. Clap your hands and bless the name of Jesus. Now, there are some important lessons we can learn from the triumphal entry of Jesus to Jerusalem. And for the little time that I have left, I'm going to share a few of them with you. Number one, there is something that we have that God will like us to give to him. And there is something that God needs from you. Can I have an amen? I'll say it again. There is something we have that God will like us to give to him. And there is something that God needs from us. 
Let's look at verse 3 of Matthew 21 again. It says, And if any man say aught unto you, ye shall say, The Lord hath need of them. The Lord hath need of them. And this morning I am here to announce to you that there is something that you have. There is something that is connected to you that God needs, that God wants, that God is looking for. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, I know that it's a curious thought to think that the all-sufficient God, the owner of everything, actually has something that you have which he needs. But I need you to understand that when God created man, he did not create us as zombies or as robots that he programmed to act in a particular way every time. That's not how he created us. He created us in his own image after his own likeness. And one of the things he did was that he gave us a free will which is one of the greatest gifts a person can have a free will to make choices for yourself God didn't want to force us to obey him or to serve him but rather he wanted us out of our own choice and will to serve him and to worship him. And that is how he wanted us to operate. May I announce to you today that God never forces anybody to do anything. If there is force, if there is manipulation, if there is control, then it is not from God. I said it is not from God. Because if it is from God, you are given the right and the choice to exercise your free will. And God gave us a free will so that out of our own choice we will serve him and worship him and do whatever we want to do. And God wants us to give certain things to him. And these are things that he needs us to give to him. Like what? God wants you to give him your life. God wants us to give him our hearts. God wants us to give him our devotion and commitment. God wants us to give him our gifts and our talents. God wants us to give him our intelligence. 
God wants us to give him our profession and our skills. God wants us to give him our time. God wants us to give him our energy. God wants us to give him our families. God wants us to give him our money and our resources. And God needs all of these things from us. So I'm saying to you today that there's something that you have that God needs, that God wants. May you decide, may you decide on your own free will to give to God anything that he needs from you. One of the signs of your commitment and devotion to God is when you surrender yourself and all that you have to the Lord. I want you to understand that anything that you give to the Lord it will return back to you in a good measure pressed down shaking together and running over. Tell your neighbor from today I will not withhold anything from the Lord. There's a song we sing. I surrender all to you. Everything I give to you. Withholding nothing. Withholding nothing, I surrender all to you. Everything I give to you, withholding nothing, withholding nothing, and we sing. I give myself away. Oh, I give myself away. So you can use me. I give myself away. Oh, I give myself away. So Hallelujah. Lesson number two. Which we can learn from the triumphal entry of Jesus. Is that certain decisions. Require an immediate response. Certain decisions require an immediate response. Look at verse 3 of Matthew 21 once again. It says, And if any man say aught unto you, ye shall say, The Lord hath need of them. Now notice the next sentence. And straightway he will send them and straightway he will send them. A modern version will say immediately he will send them. Ladies and gentlemen, 
There are certain decisions, certain moves in life which require an immediate response. You don't need to procrastinate. You don't need to dilly-dally. You may actually need to respond immediately. Now, one of the lessons you will learn about this life is life is about opportunities. Lift up your hand and say, my life it's about opportunities. Say it again. My life is about opportunities. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, an opportunity is like a good occasion or a position that comes your way which can lead to advancement or to success or to a blessing if you take advantage of it. So it's an occasion or a position that may come your way. That occasion or position can actually lead to your advancement, can actually lead to success, can actually lead to a blessing, if only you take advantage of it. A delay in responding or slowness in responding may actually cause you to miss a good opportunity. Now let me show you an example from the scriptures. Matthew chapter 4 reading from verse 18 New Living Translation One day as Jesus was walking along the shore of the Sea of Galilee he saw two brothers Simon also called Peter and Andrew throwing a net into the water for they fished for a living. That means they were fishermen. Jesus called out to them. Come follow me and I will show you how to fish. And they left their nets at once. What did they do? They let their nets when? Which means what? Immediately. And they followed him. A little further up the shore, he saw two other brothers, James and John, sitting in a boat with their father Zebedee, repairing their nets. And he called them to come too. And what did they do? What does the Bible say? Read it out for me. Ready, go. They immediately followed him. Say that again. They immediately followed him. Say it for the third time. They immediately followed him, leaving the boat and their father behind. When did they respond? Immediately. No delay. Immediately they responded. I want you to take note that these guys who responded immediately, we know them, and they ended up becoming amongst the great apostles that God used. So their names are there Simon Peter, Andrew. 
James, James, and John, and we notice about them that they received an opportunity. And they saw it to be a good opportunity. And they responded immediately. They did not delay. They did not procrastinate. They did not ask for time to think. They responded immediately. Now I want to show you some other guys. Who also received the same opportunity that these four guys. Simon, Peter, Andrew. James and John received. But their response was different. Luke chapter 9 Luke chapter 9 verse 57 Luke chapter 9 verse 57 As they were walking along someone said to Jesus I will follow you wherever you go. But Jesus replied Foxes have dens to live in and birds have nests. But the son of man has no place even to lay his head. He said to another person Come follow me the man agreed but he said Lord first let me return home and bury my father but Jesus told him let the spiritually dead bury their own dead your duty is to go and preach about the kingdom of God another said yes Lord I will follow you but first, let me say goodbye to my family. But Jesus told him, anyone who puts a hand to the plow and then looks back is not fit for the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Now listen. Just as Jesus called Peter Andrew, James, and John. He called these other guys. Three of them. He said to them, Come follow me. Or at least the first one said, I'll follow you wherever you are. So they had the same opportunity. But you will notice in this scripture that we don't know their names and we don't know their identity. I want to submit to you that these guys had the same opportunity that Peter, Andrew, James, and John had. But the difference between them and Peter, Andrew, James, and John. Ah, Peter, Andrew, James, and John. The difference was in their response. With Peter, Andrew, James, and John. Peter, James, Andrew, and John. Their response was immediate. With these other guys, they wanted time to analyze things. So think through things. To tie up some loose things. Ladies and gentlemen. It is important that any step that you take, you think through it. You analyze things. By what I am preaching, I am not by any way saying to you, 
that everything just jump into it because it looks like an opportunity that is not what I'm saying don't take this message and go off the deep end because that's not what I'm saying but the truth still stands that there are certain opportunities that will come your way. The speed with which you respond will greatly determine the blessings and the advancement and the success that you will receive at the end of the day. A delay in responding may actually cause you to miss out on a great blessing. And I'm saying to you today that there are certain opportunities that will come your way and there are certain decisions that you will have to take that will require an immediate response. When you face those opportunities and when you encounter those opportunities may you learn to respond immediately. For example, Giving your life to Jesus requires an immediate response. Why? Because you cannot guarantee whether tomorrow will come. The fact that you wake up every morning does not mean that every morning you will wake up. There are some mornings that some don't wake up. And each and every one of us, such a morning will come. You may go to sleep, but you may never wake up. Every one of us has an expiry date. But the difference between us and a tin of sardines and a tin of milk is that the expiry date of the sardine or the milk is clearly imprinted on the label. You and I there is nothing stuck on our foreheads that indicates that 25th February 2023 is the day when God will call you. And I want to say to you that God in his own wisdom has hidden certain things from us. Because if you know that you are dying next month, you will die this month. Because the fear alone can cause you to die before your time. I think that is actually an act of God's mercy to hide certain things from us. And that is why he says, today, if you hear his voice, harden not your heart. That means don't delay. Don't drag your feet. Don't hold back. And I'm saying to you that if you're here today and you don't know Jesus as Lord and Savior, today you will have an opportunity to respond to the love of God. And when that opportunity comes your way, let your response be immediate and let your surrender be swift and say Lord Jesus here I am take me use me for whatever you will can I have an amen from somebody amen when you have an opportunity to serve God learn to respond immediately when you have an opportunity sometimes to, to give money give it especially money that you are giving for a good cause because it's an opportunity 
that may not be there forever. I have met people who had opportunities. Great opportunities. Opportunities that would have brought them great success in life. But because they did not respond immediately, they lost it. They lost it. Now, I can think of one guy. He was struggling. And every now and again, I had to send money to him. Now, this is a young man who had a family. But he didn't have a job. No, 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 no. He had tried various things. But nothing had worked out no, yet. No, no, no. And he had a relationship with me. No, no, no. So I tried different things. No, 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 no. To help him. Along the line. Somebody needed a young man to keep. You know to handle her shop for her. And so I spoke to this young man that there's this opportunity. You may not earn too much, but it's better than not having anything. At all. But he dragged his feet. His response was not immediate. It didn't take me long to realize that he was not interested in the Because he had heard that another opportunity B was coming. And he felt that he will earn more from that one than from this one. Have you heard this statement before? A bed in hand. Continue. It's better than the one in the bush. The bed in hand. That means the bed that you have caught. It is better. Than the one that you can see in the forest. So you are looking at the one in your hand. And say that this one is small. The one there is big. Let me release this one. And go and catch that big one. You may end up. <laughs> not catching any bed at all. Hallelujah. Amen. I said hallelujah. Amen. It is true that sometimes in life different opportunities come. And human as we are we always like to weigh our options. There is nothing wrong with that. But sometimes you need to think a little deeper. And in the case of this young man, this other opportunity, it was not clearly defined. There were too many uncertainties around him. If I were him, I would have taken this first one and just start working there. If another opportunity comes and I have to leave, I leave. After all, people get a job this month and then they move for another job that comes the next month. There's no problem with that. But when you don't play your cards well, you may actually end up not benefiting from any of the opportunities that will come your way. Ask your neighbor, is the pastor talking about you now? There are some sisters who should have been married today. I'm dialing some numbers here. I'm dialing, oh. 
When you hear the phone ringing, it is your call. Pick it at once. I said there are some sisters. Sometimes some nice Christian brothers will come their way. And tell them that I love you, baby. I want to spend the rest of my life. What do you think about that? They will size them up from the crown of their heads to the soles of their feet. They will look at the broadness of their shoulders and look at the thickness of their biceps and to see whether they have hair on their chest. Because of the absence of these things, one good brother after another has come past their way. And up till today, there is nobody. Because you missed out on the opportunity. Now that brother that you are seeing today, who walks like a sparrow, I understand. It's difficult. Because he's walking. He's, he's walking. It's like a bird that is getting ready to fly. I understand your problem. But that brother that you are looking at today, God has a great destiny for him in the time hey. to come. Hallelujah. Amen. Look, if you are a brother and are not married, look for a sister that looks nice sitting by. Tell the sister that, please listen carefully to what Bishop is saying. And when I come your way, don't bounce me. Because today I may not look great. But tomorrow you will be smiling. Come on and clap your hands. The day I proposed to my wife. Okay, because of what you are doing. I was a young man about to finish university. I was like this. I had a very interesting punk. Now my hair is almost finished. <laughs> but I used to have punk. Which I used to comb with that kind of comb. But I was as thin as a rick. <laughs> I didn't have anything. Then I saw this fine chick. And then who? Ababa Afefe. We started relating. And then Then along the line. And I I mastered courage. And I I needed a lot of courage. You know, because somebody had bounced me before. Way the team paid me brutal. So this time as I was going, my confidence, why are you laughing at me? 
this time as I was going my confidence level was low but I said to myself what can come come I said what can come so I went and I told her I won't tell you what I told her but my shock was immediately I proposed (laughs) so you see she now she had been checking Her response was immediate. Look, at the point, I had to tell her that we don't do it like that. <laughs> Have you seen me more my two <laughs> Me more my two But the response was swift and immediate. <laughs> and I married her. And I'm worried. If she had made a mistake, <laughs> so you have also of dragging her feet like she go loose yeah. clap your hands onto the our time is up time is up let's just do one more and end the third lesson our lives our choices our decisions may be fulfilling a scripture. So let's do what we can to fulfill good scriptures in our lives. Our lives, our choices, our decisions may be fulfilling a scripture. So let's do what we can to fulfill good scriptures. Verse 4 and 5 of Matthew 21. I'll just finish with this. It says, all this was done Matthew 21 verse 4 and 5. King James Version. All this was done that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophet saying tell ye the daughter of Zion behold thy king cometh unto thee meek and sitting upon an ass and a colt the foal of an ass so the bible says all this was done this whole thing of a donkey being brought for Jesus to sit on and riding Sir, into Jerusalem. The Bible says all this was done that it might be fulfilled what was spoken by the prophet. Zachariah. Zachariah. The prophet Zachariah hundreds of years before had given this prophecy that the savior of the Messiah will come and he will come riding on a donkey and the Bible is saying that what Jesus did was a fulfillment of that scripture and I'm saying to you today that our lives 
our choices may actually be fulfilling a scripture. So let's do everything that we can to fulfill good scriptures. Let me explain it further as I close. You know, the Bible is the greatest book ever to be written. Why? Because it's like a manual for this life. It contains a lot of wisdom. It contains a lot of predictions. It contains a lot of cautions that can guide us through life. So relevant is the Bible that you can look at your life or you can look at somebody's life and if you know your Bible very well you will know that I am fulfilling a scripture or this person is actually fulfilling a scripture so for example when you see somebody who is full of pride who is full of himself that person is fulfilling a scripture and you see a fulfillment of the scripture as time goes on what scripture is he fulfilling that pride goeth before destruction it is there if you see a lazy person, somebody who doesn't work well, who doesn't work hard, who is always sleeping on the job, the Bible says a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the arms to rest, then your poverty will come like an arm robber. So you can actually predict a lot of things about people by how they conduct themselves. And you will know that they are actually fulfilling a scripture. The Bible says that see thou a man diligent in his ways he will stand before kings. When you see somebody doing something and the person is doing the thing well well the person is working hard the person has put himself or herself in what he's doing you will soon see that this person is fulfilling a scripture because great opportunities will come his way or come his way hallelujah amen when you find yourself giving yourself your energy, your resources to support the expansion of the kingdom of God, you will be fulfilling a scripture which says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be added I'm saying these things to you to let you understand that life, your life, your choices, your decisions may actually be fulfilling a scripture. When Jesus rode on the donkey into Jerusalem, he fulfilled a scripture. And I submit to you today that our lives are such that virtually every time we are fulfilling scriptures. And our determination must be and our desire must be that every time we will fulfill good scriptures and not bad scriptures hallelujah 
Ladies and gentlemen, my time is up. Maybe I'll continue next week or move on to something else. But these are some lessons that we can pick up from Jesus' triumphal entry into Jerusalem. I pray that those lessons will guide you as you move away from here. And that those lessons will teach you a lot of important things about life. The first lesson is that there's something you have that God wants you to give to him. The second lesson is that certain decisions require an immediate response. The third lesson is that our lives, our choices, our decisions may be fulfilling a scripture. So let's do everything that we can to fulfill God's scriptures. Rise to your feet and let us fast men. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We bless you, Lord. Bow down your heads and let us pray. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Father, we are grateful to you for these lessons we've picked up today. Thank you, Father, for what the triumphal entry of our Lord and Savior into Jerusalem teaches us. We thank you for all the lessons that we have learned today. Help us, O oh God, to yield and surrender to you anything that you need and require from us. Today we say that, Lord, we give you our hearts. We give you our souls. We are determined to live for you and you alone. Help us, O oh God, to take the decisions we have to take early enough so we don't miss out on certain opportunities. Help us, O oh God, that through our lives we will fulfill good scriptures. May we not be examples of bad prophecies. But may you, O oh God, guide us by your spirit and by your word to fulfill the scriptures that speak of good things that lead to a good end. Thank you, Father, for everyone listening today. And as every head is bowed and every eye closed, I want to pray for you, my friend. I want to ask you, have you received Jesus as Lord and Savior? Have you surrendered your life to him? Have you opened your heart to Jesus? And given him an opportunity into your heart? I said to you when I was preaching that there are certain decisions that require an immediate sense. And I did say that this is one of them. To respond to Jesus and to respond to his invitation and to respond to his love for you. Today you have that opportunity. And as you are hearing his voice today, please do not harden your heart anymore. I am here to pray with you. As every head is bowed and every eye closed, you want to receive Jesus as Lord and Savior. Maybe you are watching him, me through this live stream. But I can assure you that Jesus can see you right there in that room wherever you are watching this. You need to bow your knees to Jesus today for your tomorrow may never come. If you want to receive this Jesus as every head is bowed and every eye closed I want you to lift up your right hand and I'm going to pray for you 
God bless you. Lift up your hand very clearly. I see your hand. I see your hand. God bless you. God bless you. I'm not going to ask you to come forward. But I need you to lift up that hand very clearly. If you want to receive Jesus as Lord and Savior. God bless you. I see your hands. Now I'm going to lead you in a simple prayer. But I want you to pray this prayer. From your heart. As if you are standing before Jesus. All by yourself. I will say the words. And I want you to repeat them after me. But mean everything that you say. From the bottom of your heart. And to encourage them. Let everybody join in this prayer. Say heavenly father. Today. I come to you. Just as I am. Oh God. Thank you. For sending Jesus to die for me, to pay the price for my sins. In response, today, right now, I give my heart to Jesus. I receive him as my Lord and my Savior. For the rest of my life, I will follow this Jesus. I will serve him. I will live for him. Help me, Holy Spirit, to do all of these. Please write my name in the book of life. Thank you, Jesus, that anyone who comes to you, you will never reject. Thank you for receiving me. I believe that from today I am saved. I am saved. I am born again. I am a child of God. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name. Let everybody say Amen. Thank you for listening to The Shepherd's Voice with Pastor Johnny Awanyo. We do hope that you were greatly blessed. For further inquiries, please call, WhatsApp, or send an SMS text to plus 233-243-886-622. God bless you.